0: Dylan Brooks being informed that he will not be re-signed by the Memphis Grizzlies apparently has sent some Bulls fans down a rabbit hole that they should not go down. We're going to talk about why the Chicago Bulls should not sign Dylan Brooks and talk about the next contract that Nikola Vucevic could command out in the, the free agent market. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, even in the offseason where daily we ain't going nowhere. But with that being said, if you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So first up, listen, when the Dylan Brooks uh, scenario all came down, right, I knew there were going to be a handful of Bulls fans that really thought, hey, maybe the Bulls should go out and pursue this guy. You know, even going so far as to say, hey, we need a 3 and D wing. He's a 3 and D. He's not a 3 and D wing. He's a, he's a, he's a, player a forward that can't play some defense at times that has at points and times especially before desmond bain really stepped up for that memphis grizzly team has been was at some point their second highest score their second leading score, and so i don't want to take away from that and, I, and i'm i'm here to say that dylan brooks is not a horrible basketball player by any stretch of the imagination because he's not and that's just that's just objective me trying to be objective when you look at his career averages 14 and a half points per game on 41% shooting from the field 34% shooting from the, from three taking almost five three pointers per game uh, three rebounds two assists uh, almost one still per game that is not a bad basketball player by any stretch of the imagination but what that is is it what he is in reality is a player that embraced a fake villain uh uh scenario uh and and, and moniker and personality and he got Knocked out for it. You talk so much shit and you talk so much stuff before you won anything, and that's what came back to bite Dylan Brooks in the ass. Now, is he, to a degree, being used as the scapegoat for the things that the Memphis Grizzlies felt at the season? Yes, to a degree. I can not objectively say that, yes, he's being made as the scapegoat to a degree for what happened with the Memphis Grizzlies team and the way that they disappointed and just kind of the whole – mindset with that team right it's not just a dylan brooks thing that whole team outside of really desmond bain desmond bain is probably and steven adams are probably the, mo- the two most humble players on that team and yes the the, the whole kind of team mindset came back to bite by- they put a target on their back by how much they talked. and john morant who went away he did his thing he had a you know it, had to get himself right came back but you know john morant saying that they're good in the west it, it literally put a target on their back that they were not prepared for, and then Dylan Brooks talking about LeBron and things like that just brought it more home. With that, but let me be clear here, Bulls fans, we have to stop being so thirsty that we are willing to drink piss to satiate our thirst, and that's what Dylan Brooks is. Let me be clear in what I said: stop being so thirsty that you are willing to drink piss to satiate your thirst, and that's what signing Dylan Brooks would be for the Chicago Bulls a team that already doesn't have leadership you want to bring a fake villain to this team that lacks leadership that has young players that are trying to develop that AK has done a pretty damn good job at 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 steering clear of players with heavy character concerns and you want to add Dylan Brooks to that goddamn mess no no it makes no sense now I can even say again objectively that On the basketball court, if we're just looking at just the basketball of it all, I can understand trying to make an argument for bringing Dylan Brooks in. But unfortunately, it's not just this isn't 2K. Unfortunately, when you're building a basketball team, personalities do matter. And bringing in a cancerous personality like Dylan Brooks would not be good for the Chicago Bulls in any stretch of the imagination. I don't care if you want to say, well, he's tough. He brings toughness. Well, he plays defense. None of that. Do not bring that cancerous type mindset from Dylan Brooks, not you guys as the fans, to this team. Do not do it. As I've said before, and I'm going to say it, stop being willing to drink piss to satiate your thirst. That's what Dylan Brooks is. Stop doing it. It's not cool. Don't do it. Don't bring that to the team. No, we don't want it. We don't need it. No, no. The issue also with Dylan Brooks is that, again, he's not a bad basketball player, but you can find. Ten to fifteen players that does what he that does the things that he does well in the NBA and not be a cancerous uh, component to this team. So again, no, we don't want Dylan Brooks. We don't need Dylan Brooks. And if AK does bring in Dylan Brooks this offseason, season, my faith in uh, that's already starting to dwindle. If in this front office in this regime would be in the toilet right along with the piss. Y'all want to drink to satiate this thirst? Not gonna happen. Not going to happen. No, I'm not feeling it. I don't want it. No, no, please do not. Please do not. Like I said, I, I do want to acknowledge that, yes, he's being used as a scapegoat to a degree, I, just, just in fairness. And he will find another spot here. I know I even made the jokes. We'll go over to China No, know he's going to find a spot in the NBA. There's going to be a team that doesn't give a damn about character concerns and just needs some talent. I've said it over on Locked on Bulls. I would not be surprised at all if Dylan Brooks is signed by, like, the Charlotte Hornets. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. I think that that would actually probably be the most likely outcome this offseason is him going to Charlotte or like a team like maybe like Indiana or something like that, who has uh, the Pacers who have about 13 million dollars in cap space projectedly? I can absolutely see them making that type of, of of signing. But I think they also have the culture to kind of withstand it a little bit more. But, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I had to speak on that a little bit. But let's move on. So, over on uh, Will Gottlieb had a great article about predicting Nikola Vucevic's next contract and a couple of things that went into that, right? When you look at the teams around the league that are projected to have salary cap space, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Spurs, the Magic, and the Pistons. Of those teams, the ones that really make sense, Pistons, no. They only are projected to have $3.3 million in cap space anyway. Yes, signing trades open up some realm of possibility for that. I'm going to eliminate them. The Orlando Magic have $4.7 million in cap space, considering. They are in the victor win beyond the sweepstakes. Eh, I don't think that that one's looking pretty likely either, but I will say this. It'll be a really weird twist of fate if Nikola Vucevic comes, spends a couple of years in Chicago, and then goes right back to Orlando Magic, just throwing more salt in the wound of that trade we made for Nikola Vucevic. Next. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie: you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. The Spurs. Nikola Vucevic is a Spurs type. I can absolutely see Nikola Vucevic going to the Spurs if. The Spurs weren't in such a place of youth. If the Spurs were competing and the Spurs had held on to DeMar DeRozan or even DeJounte Murray were kind of in that place of being a uh, uh, budding playoff team, I could absolutely see the Spurs going after a signing like Nikola Vucevic. Considering where they are, I don't think it's likely either. The Indiana Pacers, they just re-signed Miles Turner. I don't see that happening at all there. The Houston Rockets. Now, with the Rockets being as young as they are, with the Rockets also being in the victory, one am with with the Rockets already having some young bigs down there, I don't necessarily see it happening. But the Rockets also, who may want to finally, especially with Imei Doka now down there as the head coach, may want to make some moves that does make them a playoff team so those young players start getting some playoff-type experience. And to that, there may be a possibility there that they go after Nikola Vucevic. Now, other teams that could open up cap space um, depending on what they do with some of their cap holds and, and, and uh, non-guaranteed deals. The Utah Jazz, depending on what they want to do, you can see it, but they have so many draft picks coming in. I just don't see them being heavy players, even with the cap space in the free agent market. The OKC Thunder, they got their young bigs and centers down there as well. But again, considering they made the playing tournament, they could be a team that does maybe look to do some things. I, I say that there's a slight possibility there as well. The Charlotte Hornets, it's so hard to predict what the Charlotte Hornets are trying to do, man. I really, I can't. Like, I have no idea what that team's doing. I put them on the list as a team that could potentially go after a Dylan Brooks because I have no idea. As long as, as long as Michael Jordan still owns that team, who the hell knows what the Charlotte Hornets are trying to do? The Lakers, the Lakers are a team that have put themselves in a position to where they could have considerable cap space. But if that does open up, I think their target is going to be Kyrie Irving, not going to be another big in Nikola Vucevic. The Kings. don't see that as uh, well either. Sabonis and him don't see them playing well together. The Dallas Mavericks, now that is a team, especially if that pick falls outside the top 10 and they do not hold on to their own pick. I can absolutely see them maybe going after Nikola Vucevic. Can absolutely see it. So I think they're a threat there as well. The Blazers, you never know what the Blazers are going to do. They have Nurkic, so you know we don't know there either. The Cavs, Timberwolves, no. I don't see either one of those teams really uh, being a, a target for Nikola Vucevic. So the Bulls, I think, do have, if they truly want to re-sign Nikola Vucevic, they may have to pay for it, that they have the inside edge to sign Vooch. Now, uh, Will Gottlieb, in this article, projected uh, Nikola Vucevic's contract to be about three years, $54 million, which is about that $18 million per year that I think, as a base salary at least, that I think is fair to sign Nikola Vucevic at an average of 18 a year. Um, could be a little bit more than that if you just have to overpay to keep your own guys. That would put him above players like Clint Capella, uh, Yusuf Nurkic and uh, Valachunas as far as uh, his contract per year, as far as dollars per year, so that kind of makes sense in that realm, right? Bringing back Nikola Vucevic is one of the first moves that, or him leaving is one of the first moves that the Chicago Bulls need to decide on this offseason because it it will inform what they do with the rest. Now, I think Kobe's coming back regardless. I think they will uh, maybe allow the market to set the uh, tone for, Car- for Kobe and then really probably re-sign him regardless, but Vooch and that signing, it because it really would indicate some form of how much the Chicago Bulls have to change. If Vooch does leave in free agency, the Bulls hands and then forced in a degree to not just run it back right. And even Andre Drummond, as good as Andre Drummond has been, I don't project to see them just throwing him in as the starter for even a year. I do think they will go out and try to find another starting level center. My hope is the Acapoto. If if Vooch does leave, but I think it's more than likely the scenario is that. Nikola Vucevic will be back in a Chicago Bulls uniform. The biggest question is, is bringing back bring bringing back Kobe, what then do you do to continue to kind of reformat this team? And we've talked about it before. You could trade DeMar, you know, look for trades for uh, Alex Caruso, Zach Levine, like all that. I don't think that the Bulls do a combination of letting Vuce leave and letting another member of the Big Three leave. I could be completely wrong in that. We can see Vooch walking. They say, hey, Vooch is going to be gone. We might as well move tomorrow. Let's bring in as much young talent as we can. There's a lot of different options for that. But ultimately, and what I'm saying is this, Nikola Vucevic, that next contract, the contract that he does sign with the Chicago Bulls, is going to be telling for what the future is for the Bulls. How much... Is AK really willing to, to still bet on this core and try to make adjustments around this core? Because if he gives vooch a deal upwards of $20, $22 million per year, that kind of locks the Bulls in and what at least they're going to be. Yes, DeMar still comes off the books. Lonzo will come off the books the year after that, which that's the next time the Bulls could do something. And ultimately, there's also a chance that the Bulls do maybe sign Nikola Vucevic on a one- or two-year deal to kind of coincide with Lonzo's contract coming off the books as well. Imagine this. Next two years after this, when you re-sign Nikola Vucevic, you convince him to take maybe a two-plus-one on a team option or something like that, one-plus-one on a on a player option. Him and DeMar come off around the same time. Lonzo comes off after that. That would be probably the next time that the Bulls can make a significant move. Now, that would push Zach Levine into his 30-year-old season, and then at that point, you're maybe even looking at at Zach, and that time is the time to completely move off this medium three uh, <laughs> completely. But ultimately, I do think that Vooch will be back in the Chicago Bulls uniform. Just looking at what's out there for him, the teams that, that make sense, yes, sign-and-trade scenarios could change that drastically as far as what teams could be open if they have contracts to match Vooch and I will say this if Vooch does leave the best case scenarios that is not one of the teams on the list that I that I made is actually a team that doesn't have the cap space to sign Vooch so they are they do have to execute a sign and trade meaning that we are getting some assets back how usable those assets are that remains to be seen but let me know down below what do you guys think what do you think Nikola Vucevic's next contract would and should be with the Chicago Bulls and let me know what you guys think on Dylan Brooks as well A little bit shorter episode today, listen, it's off-season. I'm giving you episodes every single day. If they're a little bit shorter, hey, sue me. Nonetheless, make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls-related. Uh, and like like, in every episode on go bulls. Love you guys. See red. Right if you can, y'all peace. This has been a presentation of the break. Break media.